Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Oglesby. Hello, my loves. Welcome back. So ever since I recorded the episode that released last week about mindfulness and mindset for dating, I've really been thinking a lot about a particular belief or thought that comes up related to relationships, um, dating relationships, that is just very important. And I, for me, I think I, I find it important to talk about. So that is what I wanted to talk about this episode. And it's important because it has, I believe, a kind of a global type impact. It's not just the people who have both the experience and the thought that are affected, but anyone having this, and then us women, we have many times this thought, you know, it, it kind of perpetuates the problem. So I'm talking about, I'm talking about it all very generally, and I need to just get down to it. So the thought that I wanted to talk about and whether or not you've had the thought and the experience stick with me because it's it's important for all of us and that's the thought that if someone is in an abusive or just otherwise you know unhealthy relationship that they're weak I have had that thought when when I was in an abusive relationship a long time ago um, when I was young it's gosh, it's been over 20, well over 20 years. And I've, I've, I've seen that and I've, I've had lots of conversations, you know, just as a woman and with my friends um, and with people I know. And then I've also, you know, worked with, with clients in, in that situation, you know, going through various issues and relationship things where they're in a relationship that's, you know, verbally or emotionally or even physically abusive. And they, think that that means that they're weak and you know what is wrong with me why can't I just leave why am I putting up with this and you know we think that those of us you know I know that before I had that experience I thought that way and and many of us we're like heck no I wouldn't put up with that (laughs) and so you know we think that and then when it happens and for those people that it happens to they think that. And that, you know, having that thought, it perpetuates the situation that you're in because, you know, the abuser is telling you that you're weak and there's something wrong with you. And now you're telling yourself that as well. And then those around you, you know, even the people who love you and are trying to be supportive when we say things like, you know, you're better than this. Why don't you just leave? We're trying to be supportive, right? We're trying to say that, that they deserve better. And that is true. But, you know, what you can hear in those situations is that, you know, you should know better. You should be doing something different. You should be doing better. And you're not. So what's wrong with you? You're weak. And so, you know, the person in the situation is now hearing that from themselves, from their abuser, from everyone around them, from society at large. And how does that help them? (laughs) Like that doesn't help them get out of that situation. It doesn't make them feel confident and strong to get out of it. It makes them 
think that it's true. And of course, when I say makes them think, we don't control other people's thoughts and feelings. And what's important about that and learning that through all this work is, you know, that we don't have to change our thoughts and feelings for other people because it doesn't, that's not what's affecting them. It's their own thoughts and feelings. But I do challenge you if you've not been in this situation, but you have that thought that it's weak. Why don't they just leave? They should leave. They should walk away. That you look at that thought because one, it's not true. (laughs) It doesn't mean if you are in that situation like that, that you're a weak person. I was in a situation like that when I was younger and I've never been a weak person. I've had that thought, (laughs) but it is not true. There's a lot that is going on there in their lives and in their mindset, yes, but also in, and we'll might talk about it more later, but just psychological warfare that, that can be going on. And it's just not true. And it doesn't help them. And if you have that belief, and then you do find yourself in that situation, it's not going to help you then. It's going to, you know, like I was saying before, it's going to make it worse for you because now you're telling yourself that there's something wrong with you and, and you know better and you should have done this. They actually, it's been a long time since I listened to them talking about this, so I probably will get a lot of the details wrong, but I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about, you know, how a lot of times we we believe very strongly that we would act a certain way in a certain situation. And the example they were working with is they did a study and they, they had a bunch of women and they asked them, you know, if if someone were sexually harassing them, you know, how would they behave? And of course, like almost all the women were like, you know, I would say something, I would not put up with that. <laughs> we all we all believe that, right? We all think that. And by by no means do I mean for you not to be working on strong or ah, I said strong, not to be working on thoughts that support, you know, not letting someone cross certain boundaries in your life. Absolutely work on that. But sometimes we just kind of hold that as this thought in our head that we're not, we don't actually spend any time on. But so that's what, you know, all the women gave what we would expect the response to be like, no, I would not put up with that. I would say something. I would definitely speak out. And then like at the end of the study, after they did that, when they were wrapping it up, they had the person go in that was having the final meeting with everyone go in and do something that was sexually inappropriate. And <laughs> if I'm getting the numbers right, I remember it was a large number, but I'm pretty sure that I'm remembering this accurately, is only one woman said anything. And even then it was like, she she didn't say anything at the time. She let it happen. She, she went on and then she came back later and said something. And I don't remember how many women they did the study on, but it was several women, like a group of women. And only one of them came back and said something later on (laughs) after everyone of course across the board said that they would and you know this study is important because that comes up a lot like why didn't you say anything in that kind of situation and we wonder we we see people in these unhealthy relationships and we wonder why aren't you leaving why are you staying and you know (laughs) even when when it had happened to me, the reason I knew I had that belief before was from TV, right? I'm watching TV and some guy's 
acting the acting the fool and I'm like oh no oh no I would not <laughs> I would not put up with that and so we carry around that belief and it's not actually a belief that's based on like I said before like you want to have thought work about your relationship boundaries and have you know know what they are and, and what you will do if, if someone crosses them and things like that but we don't actually put any thought into that we just think that we just wouldn't tolerate it. And, you know, it's it's not like that. <laughs> it's not, that's not how the situation generally unfolds. You know, we, we also, when we hate things, we like to see them, you know, in this very othering, evil type way. So, you know, if you think of someone who is abusing their partner or, or a woman, you think of them as just like this this total scumbag. And I'm not saying that they aren't. <laughs> but I'm just saying you think of it like this person just has absolutely nothing to offer. And while that, again, may be true on some philosophical level, it, it's not necessarily what's, you know, going on in real life. I mean, people who are abusive or abusive or like narcissists, for example, I mean, there are people, just like all people, they're not a monolith. And, you know, many narcissists, for example, are extremely intelligent. And that's where I was talking about, you know, it can be complete psychological warfare. They have these these tools that they use, which I don't know if they think of them as tools, but there's books and things about the whole experience because it is so common. And, and I've met people you know, like this, and they start going through these things. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a narcissist checklist. It's almost like they have meetings <laughs> and agree on how these things happen. But, you know, it's a process of getting to know someone and everything about them and their weaknesses and their likes and connecting with that person. And then, you know, systematically destroying all that for your own personal validation. And so, you know, it's a, an oversimplification to think that these are just these guys that have like, you know, no job, no ambition, nothing to offer the world. They're just laying around, you know, throwing back natties or whatever. Uh, what is it supposed to be? I forget. There's like an episode of South Park, Paps Blue Ribbon or something. And then, you know, and even if that's the case, there's still other factors going on there. But so it, it's not always just like that simple, you know leave that deadbeat like there could be a situation where they think that this other person also still exists that they met before and they love that person and you know they're having trouble reconciling that you know or even in my situation it was it was not one where there was much effort put into it I don't think there was any planning or control um it was a person who through their own demons and addictions was you know verbally and emotionally abusive and then physically abusive even and he actually didn't have to do any of the typical things to convince me that I was worthless and that I deserved it the reason that I found myself when I was much younger in that relationship is because I believed that I was a horrible person and that I deserved it and then of course I also have a bit of a savior complex if you haven't noticed I like to help people and I you know thought this person loves me and they need help and I can help them, you know, I can, I can love them and I can show them, you know, 
love and showed introduced them to God's forgiveness and you know I can change their life and they need me so I and who doesn't want to feel needed right and if you have like I did at the time low (laughs) self-esteem it's gonna probably have to be someone who is suffering in in a situation like that for you to believe that they need you right and and that's that's where I was right I, I I keep saying right drinking game how many times will Lisa say right but that's how I felt. So it really wasn't much work required on, on his part um, to, to keep me there. It was my own, you know, psychological prison. But I was, I was not a weak person. There were, you know, I, know, I was also young and I'm sure there were, I could go to more therapy and, and psychologists and people that would tell me all the different issues going on that made that situation work and and you know that's something that there's also literature about with narcissists Um, I have so many books that I want to read I haven't gotten to a lot of that but they actually look for certain types of people um, like in their partners I'm gonna say women because that's easy for me because I'm a woman but you know like women who are confident and strong women who they do admire certain things about but then you know later they can't they can't handle that, so they have to destroy it, and they know the ways to undermine that person's confidence and how to start, you know, easy on it where it's not so obvious, and then where, you know, by the time it gets obvious, they've already eroded that confidence, and, you know, they also look for other things, and I'm going to guess it's people who are very compassionate, and like me, I <laughs> they have the desire to help people because, First, you fall in love with them. When you love someone and you want to help them, you believe that trauma story that many that many of them use as a tool in the beginning. You know, the horrible childhood or whatever happened to them. And, and maybe it did because that is a, a lot of the reasons those people stay narcissists because we're all narcissists when we're kids. Um, we think the world revolves around us. But, you know, it is many times trauma and different things that perpetuate that for some people. And, you know, we believe that story and we want to help them. We think that we can help them and we're the only person who can and, or they love us and we love them. And, you know, it, it is very complicated. There's a lot of psychological factors and mindset factors and manipulation going on there. And it doesn't mean that someone who is in that situation is somehow weak. There are all kinds of women with all levels of success, talent, education in in different fields that have been in those situations, you know, in those relationships. Heck, even in situations where it wasn't a relationship, more like a just a harassment type situation and, and they didn't speak out or whatever. So, you know, you can find yourself in that situation and still be a strong person. Believing that, you know, again, it's you're telling yourself that you're not strong, just like your abuser is. And that's not going to help you. <laughs> it's not going to help you connect with your strength and, and take whatever steps you need to take to get out of that situation. It's just going to perpetuate it. So it's very important that if you're in that situation, you don't believe that thought that I'm weak, there's something wrong with me, you know, there must be something wrong with me. Why would I be here? Everyone says it, right? Why would I put up with this? And, you know, there's a lot of reasons and none of them have anything to do with you being a weak person or emotionally weak in any way. So, 
you know, that's what I really wanted to, to just kind of talk about that because we often feel that way if we're in the situation and it makes it harder for us to get out. And then even other people who aren't in that situation, when they believe that thought and perpetuate it and share it, it makes it, it contributes. And again, like I said, you know, you don't control other people's thoughts and feelings, but if it's not true, and that's, that's not true, we could go out and Google and you can find women that you would be like, oh my gosh, she's so strong. She's accomplished so much. She's brave. She's inspiring. What do you mean she was in an abusive relationship at one point? Right? Like we would find, we would find hundreds of stories like that. So it's not true that that person is automatically discounted and automatically weak. And then it doesn't serve, right? It's not helping you in any way. And because you're not in a situation. And if, if you are in the situation in the future, there are other thoughts that can help you, but that's not one of them. That one is just going to make you feel weak and stuck. There are thoughts you can think, you know, about your strength and how you want to show up in it that might help. That's a whole different subject. But this particular thought is not going to help you if you find yourself in that situation. And it contributes, even though it is not your fault, to other women who are in that situation having the thought So, you know, you don't have to give it up. As always, when we talk about, you know, thoughts, you always get to choose your thoughts and you don't have to change them. Even if they cause you pain, even if someone else wants you to change them, you know, that's what it's about understanding them and where they're coming from and then living with intention, making the intentional choice on what you want to think and believe. That's what all the work's about. So, you know, I just challenge you to look at that thought and see that it's not serving you and it doesn't serve others and and ask yourself, you know, is this a thought I want to keep and how do I want to think about and show up for someone who is in a difficult and painful situation like an abusive relationship? And if that's someone that you want to support and help and help them get out of it and break free from it, then, you know, consider how that thought or having the thought that they should just leave, they they sh- they should be strong and just leave, how that might hinder your ability to help them and see them, you know, as a person and see the, the difficulty and the layers in their situation. And, you know, if you are in that situation, I do encourage you <laughs> to reach out to whoever you need to. It doesn't have to be a coach. It can be a, a loved one, friend, family member, a therapist, law enforcement if it's depending on the extent whoever you have to reach out to to take the steps to protect yourself and to get out of it I encourage you to do that and um, I have had an experience like that in my life and I have had clients that came to me for other things and also that was going on and I have helped them Um, so if if you feel like you connect with me and you want to work with me on that, then that's fine. Please feel free to reach out. But, you know, also, if that's the main thing going on in your life, there are, you know, specific coaches, and that's what they do is help people in that situation. And since I'm a coach, I do have the ability to to contact groups of coaches, and, and I would be more than happy to help you find someone, you know, specifically to focus in on that and help you if that's something you're interested in. So you can reach out. And just let me know that too. Like, hey, I need help. This is what I need. Just help on this, you know, help me find someone and and I can do that. 
But just again, I know that we don't, we do not like abusive relationships and we don't like to see people that we love and care about in these relationships where they're being taken advantage of, manipulated physically and emotionally hurt by someone, even, you know, whatever the situation may be. So what I challenge those of you in those situations, again, to do is to, you know, think about how you can be of of help and service to them and love them and, you know, not perpetuating the thought that they are somehow weak or why don't they just snap out of it. And then if you are in that situation, you are not weak. You're still a strong person. And, you know, there are people who understand what you're going through. There are strong people who've been through it. And you are strong and you can get through it as well. Please reach out for help. And I love you all. And I hope that that serves you and that helps helps you on your journey, even though it was kind of a, a passion, a passion episode that I just really wanted to share. And just thank you all for listening. 